Hello, welcome to another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Yourself? We're always all right. I mean, we're yeah. always great. All right. We don't have a guest. We don't have it. It's us. It's just us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, here we are. So A little bit different, but before we get into the topic, um, the question of the day. Okay. We are not immune to it. We usually and I have on. to go first. You have to go first. That's right. Okay. What is the strangest thing that is in your refrigerator right now? Um, okay. So it wouldn't be so strange to me necessarily, but for, um, for the rest of my family, it would be, but, uh, we have like large olives that are stuffed with jalapeno peppers and, and they're awesome except for nobody in the house will eat them. So yesterday, just any, even this is funny that you asked this question because yesterday I was standing in the kitchen with the jar of them. I, I just asked my wife, I was like, Hey, for put these away. Would you like a jalapeno stuffed olive? And she's like, I, the answer to that will always, and has always, always been no. <laughs> she's so, in our 20 plus yeah, years. Right. Together. Yeah. We're almost been married 26 years. So I started to ask, I mean, it'd be nice before I put it away and then make her dig them back out. So, so it's not a weird item, but it would be to our household because if they're if I don't eat them, they're not going anywhere. That sounds like so. one of those things that get pushed to the back, and then you find them, and you're like, oh, I forgot I had those. Wonder right. if the shelf life is on those. A thousand years? I don't know. I, I like mean, it has to be sauce. pretty good. I mean, they're <laughs> I think, but but yeah. So uh, the rest of the crew will avoid them pretty much. I think like the plague. My daughter would eat them probably if it didn't have uh, jalapenos in it. But once you put that combination together, the demographics shrinks. And you buy them that way, JC Store sure. or something. I don't know. It's Kroger, Walmart. I mean, something. You probably have the same right. jar for. Right. I have a ruler in our hometown. That's the only grocery stop that we have. So when I get it at Kroger, you can bet there's going to be some stuff go home with me because <laughs> I, I love seeing the selection. So. Yeah, the ruler of Bloomfield. That's probably a pretty limited, limited selection. Right. <laughs> the main stuff: flour, sugar. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So what's yours? Well, I asked a question without an answer. So I think, I think I do know, just hit me. Um, my little girl likes to, they get the, the kids, um, it's called slime. Have you ever heard of this? It's, uh, no. that's edible. No, okay. Dude, that's, that's sounds an important, <laughs> you should know good. not to eat okay. that. I've heard of this then. And I don't know why it has to go in the refrigerator, but, uh, it's kind of like, you know, how we had silly putty when we were kids. Well, this is, it's like. It's slime. I mean, it doesn't stick to anything. I'm really not sure what the purpose is of it. But anyway, I know there's a tub of slime in the refrigerator. Okay. Okay. Well, and I it guess- did look like food. It kind of looked like some kind of butter sauce of some kind. <laughs> but you yeah, only try you, that once. No, you sniff it. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, the strangest things that can end up in your refrigerator are the things that would be in the, I can't believe it's not butter or the little land of lakes tub. And you open it up, you're like, that's not identifiable to anyone. I know it's not butter. The so, condiment drawer right, down the bottom. Right. I can't believe it's not butter. And I also can't identify what's in here. So, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, good question. All right. I don't know that we helped anybody out there. Probably so. not. So what do you want to talk about today? Well, today's topic, I think we ought to just spend a little time about employment opportunities at Premier Ag. And right. um, we were looking at this and talking about it. And um, we, I just got on the website and was just checking, verifying. We had some of the things posted and, uh, just think of a way that, um, and I tell you where my, why I thought of this was we're, we're going to high school job fairs now. And I want to, before I start on that, I'd like for you to, to expand a little bit on what you did 
with Ivy Tech and trying to find a way in our industry, the the ag industry has a problem with with it takes a lot of experience for some different jobs. And the only way to get the experience is to spend time doing it. I mean, you can go to college or you can have classes, but that didn't really equip you for for the ag industry. And sometimes you just got to start and learn. And, um, but you, you kind of solved that and then I'll get back to the job fairs, but tell a little bit about what you did with Ivy tech. So, yeah. So Ivy tech had a simulator that, um, uh, was represent, uh, one of our sprayers, uh, running through the field. And so, you know, as we, as we've run across this labor crisis for now going on four years, um, it, it became evident that we weren't going to hire people necessarily with experience doing what we do. And when you think about the legitimacy of our, uh, the exclusivity, not the legitimacy, but the exclusivity of what we do, um, we don't have as many people coming back from the farm that we used to, who might've had some of this experience driving and, tractors, um, yeah, driving tractors or even understanding this application of, of product across the field. Um, uh, I think we all, a lot of us who grew up, uh, around a farm knows what it means to drive down a row. It's not, it's not easy and you can't just drive willy nilly and, and, and understanding now the computers and, and all of these things, you don't intuitively run one of these machines. It's not something you would just step in and go, Oh, I did this a couple of times when I was a kid. There's just nobody that comes up doing that. So. I did this. I think we both have done, but I've, I've done this earlier in my career, but the machines we had then were totally different. Sure. And you mentioned the computers and now you've got a simulator for it. Well, when I did it, there was, I mean, almost no electronics involved. Right. But now it, you, I couldn't get into one of these machines. Yeah, I can't even hardly make one move. Um, you know, get up in them and, and uh, think you're just going to, I want to see the inside of one of them. So you jump up in there and you're like, oh, I know what the key does. And you get it started. You're like, no, I don't even know how to get the parking brake off of one. So, but anyway, going back to it, it was like we're, we're um, we've sort of set ourselves up to say, well, we're just going to have to hire people without experience. So when I found out about the simulator, it was like, Hey, we should probably see how they're maximizing the usage of that. And, and how can we get people in the seat of it? So it was important to, um, to build it. Um, and, and I go back quickly to trying to add some, some exclusivity and, and career and lifestyle into what we do as far as the applicators go. So I was fortunate enough at one point in my time to be a welder and, and all welders are proud of what they do. I mean, that, that's just a fact. And, and so I use the analogy that, you know, when you go into your Mexican restaurant, your local hometown on Friday night, you know, every welder, you know, every lineman that's in the parking lot because the back window of the truck has a sticker that says that. And they, they sort of, and should rightfully so be proud of what they do. And I thought, well, likely across this entire country, people who apply products to fields, there's probably less of them than there are welders or linemen either oh, one. It's even more yeah. exclusive. Uh, and we're turning them loose in a three-quarters of a million-dollar machine over hundreds of millions of dollars worth of crops. So how do we build something that, you know, if you're a welder, you can go get certified through a tech school or something along that. If you're a lineman, they put you into lineman school and they prep you to do what they do. And they come out and you're certified and you, you sort of take these steps. When you come out, you say, Hey, I've earned my right to do this job. And so that was why, um, that's why we went down this path with the Ivy tech course. So long story short, we'll get, we can get more detail to anyone who's interested in it, but, um, 
we're sort of targeting those who don't want to go to college, but then maybe they do kind of want to go to college. So we developed a course to say to run a sprayer, to run a spreader, there's certain certifications you have to have through the state chemist. The state requires certain licenses. So it's a core test. Then it's a 1A, then it's category 14, and those things allow you to apply either crop chemistry or, or crop nutrient products or whatever. Well, those aren't great tests. I mean, when I hired in in 2005, they handed you a really dog-eared book that's been <laughs> laying in a file cabinet in the shop that the last six people they hired, they throw it in their, out on their desk and they say, here, learn this, and then go to H&R Block and take the test. <laughs> and uh, if you don't, it's 100 bucks. and if you don't pass it, you get to go back tomorrow and take it again. And that's sort of how we all kind of grew up getting our licenses. So I thought, let's build some curriculum around getting this license and, um, and passing these tests and understanding why you're passing the test, not just studying for the answer and, and, and getting your license. So let's put some context behind why these things are important. So, so we ended up with, um, with 12 credit hours, uh, and, and basically, the, the course runs from October to December, then starts again in January, ends in March. It's 16 weeks total. That's the entire – you graduate in 16 weeks. Uh, through that time, you've accrued 12 credit hours that are transferable. So, And one of the caveats that I made sure that we – that I say, I say I. This is we. This has been a major partnership between you, Premier and Ivy Tech. But, but you have worked closely. You've we, walked this yeah. through – yeah, it it but it it's certainly been a group effort. So uh, I is the the wrong way to uh, to preface that. But but we also want to make sure that those who went into this without the intention of maybe going to college, if they get into these courses and they say, you know, that's really not bad. Maybe I do want to go ahead and and earn a degree. Maybe I want to look towards an associate's in agronomy, or maybe even as far as a bachelor and say, if four years, maybe not out of my realm of possibilities. I wanted all those credit hours to be transferable so we didn't waste any time so it's 12 uh 12 credit hours it's uh 16 weeks to complete the course and then when it when it got completed the um office of work-based learning indiana department of workforce development got a hold of the idea they contacted us and said do you want to make a state earn and learn out of this a seal and uh by doing so we employ these folks now so they enroll in the course we employ them as an apprentice um, and now they work for us and they have a total, I think it's 640 hours during the first eight weeks and 640 hours during the second eight weeks. So they're getting paid to work for us every day that they're in this course. The course is one day a week. So they are still going to school, Yep. but we are employing them. Yep. So they're getting paid to sit in class. Yep. Uh, in fact, one of our, uh, one of, one of the guys, we have three in there. Uh, of course it, it, we didn't get all of the approvals to right at time really to start the course. So we only had three, uh, enroll the first time, but still, I think that's a success. Sure. We have anything before that. So, uh, but one of, uh, one of the young men that's in it right now, his second day, he ended up in the cab riding, um, with, with one of our applicators. So, so he started at the location on the first day. The Tuesday, he went, on Monday, he goes to school on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, by I think the end of the week, and I, I may be wrong on this, I could verify it, but I think by the end of the week, he was running his own spreader truck by that point in time. So he is now with with supervision. But but now he's, he's sort of been practicing and running, and when he gets done, I mean, he's going to have lots of hours of seat time, a great understanding of what a season looks like for uh, for this type of position, 
Um, and he's going to come out with, with uh, 12 credit hours, and he's going to have his core test, his 1A, his Category 14s. Um, that's a requirement to graduate. Um, and then when it's all said and done, they come out with good standing, um, and they have all those certifications. Then they, they have a commitment to us at that point in time, but their education at that point is paid for. So uh, wow. all of that, uh, we pick up the tab for uh, in return for uh, for some commitment of time, and uh, we're hoping that this spreads throughout the state. It's today it's exclusive to Premier. It doesn't have to be, uh, but today it's exclusive to Premier, and it's I think it's a good launch pad for people that are interested to say, hey, I I may want to run one of those one of those sprayers. But I wouldn't have the slightest idea how to get in the door to do that, and so. Um, actually, um, it, and, uh, tomorrow, uh, which would be January the 11th, uh, tomorrow I'm actually, uh, giving this presentation in front of, uh, every ag teacher in the state of Indiana, uh, at the FFA uh, center tomorrow. So, uh, because ultimately we've got to get this message to the kids somehow you can advertise it. Um, but, uh, and we'll, it will catch the people's eye who think, now this is what I want to do for a living. There's a lot of people out there that don't know what they want to do, period. Um, and, in fact, I think we fail some kids by they don't even know what's available to them. Um, I had a conversation with a young man not too long ago who, who is coming out of school, graduated in, in the middle of the year. Yeah, I mean, I did what he wants to do. And this is a pretty resilient kid who, who sort of fought some odds and ended up on the AB honor roll. He's working three jobs, fast food restaurants, pay for his own books and his own car and all this stuff. And, uh, he didn't have any idea what's nobody's there to, nobody's there to help him to say, here's next. Now here's he said, what's I, might, next. I might like to drive a truck. Okay. Well, we can do that. Um, but have you thought about these other careers? He's like, I, I don't even, I don't even know about those jobs. So, uh, so hopefully talking to, uh, the educators of some of these high school age people coming out that say, I don't, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to get into a field like that. Uh, hopefully this is a good launch pad for them and, and we can continue to uh, grow that next generation of folks that w- want to do this job. Cause it's not, not something you want to do. A bunch of them know how to learn a lawnmower. I don't, not very many of them that are looking no. for a job, know how to run a sprayer. So. Well, that's a good lead in for um, kind of the things that we're bouncing around a little bit. We're going to, of course, we go to uh, career fairs at uh, Purdue and and uh, Vincennes colleges in the state to uh, for different positions. You know, we're always recruiting for interns, and now um, with our um, human resources department with Lindsay and and some others, we're actually uh, attending a lot of high school uh, career fairs and just planting the seed that if you don't know what you want to do. There's there's opportunities available locally um, at Premier Ag and lots of different positions uh, that that it may require some training that we do, but we've got a career path for you. You know, if uh, you know you meet the requirements, you're uh, you're eligible for employment, a good driving record, and then uh, once you get uh, once you get in, we've got uh, commercial driver's licenses, which are very important for a young person to get. Because you'll always have a this commercial driver's license you can use anywhere. You'll never be without an emplo- without employment. But back to the um, the career fairs. I was looking on our website before we kind of jumped on here, and we've got everything from entry level. Um, that's a bad term. I don't like using it, but just retail associates at our convenience stores to to operations um, 
assistance, which is just working at the branch. And there's so much that goes on at a agronomy branch. We've got propane drivers. We've got propane technicians. Um, I saw a conservation specialist on there, liquid fuel drivers, agronomy sales roles. Of course, you just covered the custom applicator position. And uh, even even people that drive the trucks to haul out to the fields. Now, we are kind of bound by our own geography. Sometimes we'll have a candidate that's in a spot where maybe we are, uh, you know, pretty fully employed at that branch and may not have a position that quite matches up with maybe what they're looking for. But the uh, important thing is, is to get plug in and get started. And you started off in agronomy sales, being a welder, and um, it's the and I started off as just general labor. I was vice president of ammonia pulling several seasons. <laughs> that means a grunt. Yeah, it so, certainly does. Yeah, so we were both grunts to begin with. And, but, I mean, the industry served us well. It's been a good career, and uh, it's like many things that the opportunities are, are there for those that will commit the time and the effort to, to do it. Yeah, we want, uh, we want to hire people. Uh, we like to hire 40-year employees. I think uh, I've told this story multiple times. I don't know necessarily in this format, but when I hired into the co-op, one of the most profound things to me, I was, I was leaving a pretty good job, but I really wanted to get back, focus more on ag. Um, so it, the job offered what I wanted, but I think the swing for me was that the three guys who interviewed me um, they all went around the room, introduced themselves and talked about how long they'd been at the co-op. And this has been almost 20 years ago now, but in that room, there was like 104 years worth of co-op experience in, in that room. And you just think, well, I've got three gentlemen here who, who have committed their entire basic working lives to, to this business, this cooperative business model to agriculture, um, and, and our local communities. And, and that's pretty hard to that's pretty hard to just blow off and say, I don't know that I want to do this. And, um, and I know our CEO, he's, uh, he just talked yesterday to a group of new hires. This is a 97 year old company in 2027. Mm-hmm. We will become, or we will celebrate our hundredth anniversary and, um, and all our money stays local. And as we, as we try to convey how important that is to new hires and, and, um, our communities, you know, that money stays here, and, and as a new hire, uh, if you hire into some of those larger companies, and they, and they need people too, I'm not, not saying they don't, but the fact that the CEO can sit down and buy your lunch <laughs> at, at a company like this, and it's not a small company anymore, um, you, you like to say that we're big, but we don't act like it, uh, it is a huge company. Hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue and covering multiple states and and all of those things, but yet the CEO's willingness to sit down and, and buy your buy your lunch, and you also understand that that most of the people that you're working beside, you're also going to see them in the in the aisle of the grocery store. The people who make the decisions of this company, you might see them at your local restaurants, and that there's not a lot of businesses like that. Anymore. And we're a flat company. That's really good and kind of challenging it because. Is. Uh, there is not a la- lot of layers between <laughs> you could start tomorrow and there is not very many layers between you and the, the CEO. Right. And that's good. But on the other hand, we talk about o- upward mobility. We try to give a lot of room to expand and in, in your role and, and give you the, the opportunity to, to move. I, I mentioned a retail associate at a convenience store. We had a we had an employee that went from a retail associate to a convenience store, 
to an agronomy intern to uh, managing a warehouse and be on full time when he when he when this gentleman graduates in May of next year of this year. And so there's there's opportunities in the company. We just got to find a way to get you plugged in. Absolutely. So. So it's just uh, we want to take a minute to just talk about what opportunities are out there. And if you look down that list of things on our website, which is uh, premierag.com, and um, go to the About tabs and go under Careers, you'll see everything that's listed there. And if you don't see something and say, man, I'm not sure that I qualify for any of those, uh, that's why we've developed things with uh, with the uh, with the Ivy Tech program and, and other other pieces of our job that, that – a lot of it's going to be willingness to want to do it. You got to want to do it. And then once you get here, we can do a lot of that training in house. So we don't necessarily look for somebody that knows how to do propane dispatch or propane service tech right up front. And there's a lot of programs that we can ensure your safety and your certification, uh, once you're in house, but, uh, but we certainly, we certainly look for long-term employees and we want people who want to treat it like a career, not just a job. So and if you have questions, if you're listening to this and you have questions, you can always in the comments section on YouTube. I think we're uh, we've got a lot of subscribers now, uh, over thirteen thousand yeah, now. So. A lot of cha- big changes from when we started this a couple of years ago. We got a lot of subscribers, but make some comments, put it in there, and Ryan and I are, will answer those. If you want to uh, maybe not be that public, you can on contact us on our website. Uh, just drop us a note in there. We'll be sure to get back to you. But um, as you look at the uh, video on YouTube, just or if you're watching that way, just uh, if you have a comment, put it down there, and we'll make sure we get back to you. Yeah, we have a new uh, recruiting video that uh, we hope you stick around and uh, and watch at the end of this podcast. All right. Well, Ryan, that's all I've got. All right. Well, that's another episode of the High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Please like and subscribe, and and have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Ready to ignite your career and make sparks fly? Looking for a job where you can learn, grow, and make a difference near home? The answer might be closer than you think. Meet Premier Companies. We are a farmer-owned cooperative headquartered in Seymour, founded in 1927 right here in Southern Indiana. We have grown to also have locations in Ohio and across Kentucky and Tennessee. Because we are locally owned, we control our own destiny. Today's agriculture industry is booming. After all, everyone eats. As Premier Ag evolves, we have roles that tap into a variety of skill sets from accounting to marketing to driving to welding and so many more in the office and in the field. Technology is everywhere you look, including on farms. The sky really is the limit and we need tech-savvy colleagues to help us make the most of innovation that helps farmers do more with less. There's a spot for every level of education after high school and your fresh ideas and problem-solving skills will be valued. You could join a team committed to sustainability, innovation, and community growth. At Premier, we help you develop your skills as you work alongside people who share a common excitement for hands-on work and contributing to the greater good. A career with Premier provides job security, competitive pay rates, and the variety you want in a setting you will enjoy. It's a fact that benefits matter and hours are good, from providing comprehensive insurance to paid time off to retirement contributions. You can be home every night while achieving your career dreams, enabled by Premier's on-the-job training and even paid apprenticeships. Growing means learning and doing in our world. 
Are you ready to grow with Premier? Take the first step and visit our website at premierag.com.